0: I'm Derek Walker, I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church, and uh, I'd invite you to, to turn to Philippians chapter 2. We're going to look at the amazing humility of Jesus, uh, and our example to humble ourselves and to, to be the servant of all. And um, these wonderful passages, starting in verse 3, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit but in lowliness of mind, let each one esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And then he gives Jesus as our example, and I want to show you some interesting things in, what, in the humility of Jesus. It starts by saying, let this mind, let this attitude be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then it gives us some some steps here. First of all, who, the, who though he was in the being in the form of God, and this word for form of God means that he was in essence God, uh, and so. He, Though he was God, he took these steps of humility to serve us. So we might think, well, I'm a son of God. I'm an ambassador of Christ. I'm an important person in God's sight. That may be true, but that didn't stop Jesus humbling himself and serving us all. And we are to have the same attitude. However, God's blessed us. We need to be like Jesus and humble ourselves always and consider others uh, as well as ourselves. He say, And then he says, secondly, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. I think a better translation of that is he did not grasp equality with God. He was God. He was equal with God, but he didn't grasp onto that and say, you know, how dare you say I need to humble myself and become a man because I'm too important to do such a thing no he did not grasp his equality with God he was willing to as it were leave his throne and become a servant and then the next step is that it says he made himself of no reputation again a better translation of this and literally what it means is he emptied himself Now, he didn't stop being God, that would be impossible, but he emptied himself of his divine glory. Or you might say, you know, he took off his kingly robes, and and instead of displaying the glory that he had as God, he was willing to, to lay that aside, to empty himself of that glory in order to take up the role of a servant. And then it says that he took the form of a bond servant. He took the form of a bond servant. So not only did he take off his kingly robes, he put on the robes of a servant. And he did this actually before he even became incarnated, born as Jesus of Nazareth, because for 4,000 years from the start of time, he operated as the angel of the Lord. He operated in a servant capacity. Already he'd become a servant from the beginning of time. He laid his glory aside in order to function for us. And then it says, and coming in the likeness of men, this is now when he took that amazing step of humility and became like us. He became a man like us. But he never stopped being God. But he took on full human nature. Well, it's an amazing step down. And then it says, his humility continued, the the, the sixth thing it says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. You see, when he, it says in appearance as a man, doesn't mean he wasn't a man, but what it meant is he looked and he was a man just like us, but he wasn't just a man, because although he had the appearance of a man and was a man, yet he was more than a man, he was the God-man, he was unique. So in many ways he was totally like us as being a man, but he was more than that, he was also the God-man. So is, this is what this language conveys. And he humbled himself further. And in his ministry he humbled himself to serve those who came to him, not to lord it over them. And then ultimately he laid his life down on the cross, it says, and he became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross, the ultimate hum- humiliating death. But he did that because he wanted to serve us. As he said, the son of man doesn't come, came to, s- to-, to serve and save us and make a ransom for us and to save us from our sins. He, he humbled himself to the lowest point for us. And if he t- was prepared to do that, even though he was God, then surely we should be willing to lay our lives down and humble ourselves and serve and help others. It's not beneath our dignity. And therefore, he says, God has also highly exalted him. You know, if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. God has highly exalted him and given him the name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Praise God, because he humbled himself from the heights uh, of God's throne. God, all the way down to his death on the cross, it says God then exalted him, and the, the finish is wonderful. And he's exalted to the right hand, and he sat down on the throne of God at the right hand of the Father. And I want to show you something interesting now by going to John chapter 13, where actually Jesus acted out each of these stages that Paul outlines, he acted them out precisely in the foot washing of his disciples. And we're gonna start at verse three. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. And so this is now the big picture. He had come from God. He had done his work in the world, and now he was going to God. And so what he's going to act out now in the foot washing is a picture of his whole plan of redemption that Paul explains in Philippians. See how it works. So he's sitting at the head of the table as the head of the feast. There's a picture of him sitting at the right hand of God as being in the form of God. But he didn't take grasp at that place, that status, that position of equality with God on God's throne. But instead it says, he rose from supper. And this is a picture of Jesus, as it were, leaving his throne uh, for a time because he had a mission to do, of humbling himself. So he didn't grasp the equality, he didn't grasp his position, but he now rose from supper. And then the next step is, that he laid aside his garments. And so he, they were dressed, you see, at this Passover as kings. They were dressed as kings. And now he takes off his kingly garments. That's a picture of Jesus emptying himself of his divine glory. Uh, praise God. And then the next step of humility was that he took a towel. And instead of his kingly robe, now, he puts on the clothing of a slave because this was the job of a slave to wash the feet. And the slave's clothing was just a towel. And so this is a picture. It says that Jesus took on the form of a servant. He put on this towel. And he's acting out the whole drama of redemption, you see. He took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin. And we saw that the next step is that he took on the likeness of men. And that's what happened. He poured his water into a basin. The basin is a picture of the physical human life a basin. And he poured his life into a basin. He poured the water into a basin. That's a picture of him pouring his life into a human vessel. And this is when he was incarnated. This is when he became a man. The eternal God beca- took on a human nature. He poured his life, as it were, into a basin. And, the, and then he, it says in Philippians that he humbled himself even further and this, and even unto death on a cross. And here it says he began to wash his disciples' feet. Here their feet were all dirty with the dust of the world. And now Jesus takes the humble role. He's bowed down at their feet. And in the Oriental cu- culture, you know, the feet were, you know, the lowest of the low. And that's why it was a slave's job. It was like washing the feet. By the way, when it says how beautiful are the feet... It it signifies the fact that if the feet are beautiful, then the the whole person is beautiful in God's sight. How beautiful are the feet who share the gospel of peace. So by washing the feet symbolized the ultimate humility of Jesus. And you know you were dirty with the sin, with sin and darkness over you. And Jesus came down, he became a man, and that water was in the basin but now the water that was in that basin is now poured out to wash their feet and in the same way that life that Jesus contained in his human vessel now as he comes in his ministry even he's pouring that life out out of that vessel we have treasure in that earthen vessel but ultimately in his death is when he poured out his life why to cleanse us with his blood to wash, not just our feet, but our whole beings. That was dirty with the corruption of sin and death. And he poured his life out for us. What a humble thing he did as the one who is eternal God. He poured out that water out of his basin. He poured out his life and he washed us from our sins. And thank God, if we let him wash our feet, then We are cleansed from our sin. Praise God. And so it says he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he is girded. And that's what Jesus has done for each one of us. He's washed us from our sins. Then he came to Simon Peter and Peter said, Lord, are you washing my feet? Peter couldn't stand it actually because Peter... We know from the locations around the table that he was at the bottom place. In a false humility, he'd put himself at the bottom place, expecting the master to call him up higher. And it would have, if there was no slave pl- present, it was the job of the person at the bottom of the table to wash everyone else's feet. And Peter refused out of his pride, and now he finds the Lord doing it, who's really the last person who should be doing it. And so Peter is very embarrassed. Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will understand after this, because this is going to be a picture of what Jesus did for us. Peter said, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me, you have no fellowship with me. To have fellowship with God, you've got to let him wash you of your sins. And Simon said to him, "Well, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Give me a bath, in other words. Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you, because he knew who would betray him. Therefore, he said, you're not all clean. And basically, when you receive the Lord, you receive a bath. You You are born again. And you don't need another bath, you're born again, praise God. But as we walk through this world, we pick up the dust of this world, and we do need to let Jesus wash us from our sins every day. We need to confess our sins and let him wash us clean. And he's willing to do that, such is his humility. Jesus was prepared to get himself dirty, as it were, to take your sin. That's his humility, and therefore we should humble ourselves in the same way. And so he went on to say, so when he had washed their feet and taken, he took his garments and sat down again. What a picture you see. Once Jesus had cleansed us, what did he do? He took back his garments, the glory that he had with the Father from before the foundation of the world. Now in his resurrection, God poured that glory back into him. He received again his robes of glory and Jesus put on those kingly robes again and he sat down at the right hand of God. He was highly exalted and every knee shall bow and every tongue confess Jesus is Lord. took back his position on the throne of God, and he sat, And so Jesus sat down at the table. See how every sequence of events in John 13 is mirrored by Philippians chapter 2. Then he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You to call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. And this is exactly the point that Paul made in Philippians. We ought to have the same mind, the same attitude as Jesus. If he humbled himself, even though he was God, to wash our feet, then even though we're sons of God, we're the righteousness of God in Christ, and all these other things, yet he is our Lord and teacher and we follow his example and we should also humble ourselves and wash one another's feet, praise God. For, he says, verse 15, I have given you an example that you should do as I have done for you. He says, I have done that for you. Can't you do the same for your brothers and sisters and humble yourself and wash their feet when, when they need that encouragement, when they need that practical help? Humble yourself and God will exalt you in his own way and in his own time. God bless you.